Welcome to Regret Proof Your Life. I'm your host, Jesse G, here to help you start getting your shit together one simple change at a time. The more that you know, the easier it is to grow. So let's fucking go. This week, we'll be talking about the importance of your mindset and your sense of self-worth because this is going to be a huge part of your own personal growth journey and play a huge role in your overall well-being. And guys, this is the shit that leads you to becoming a manifesting expert. So if that's your goal, you're wanting to get to a place where you can just create anything you desire, this is going to be a staple. You're going to need this foundation. So why is it important to have a positive mindset? (laughs) Uh, I mean, the first thing that I can even think of is the literal rice or cucumber or plant example. We've probably all seen that at this point in time where there's an experiment and there's two jars with the exact same thing in it. You speak words of kindness and love to the one jar and you talk shit and degrade and say awful things to the other one. And guess what? The jar that received the love is perfectly fine and thriving. The jar that received the hate, essentially, is always shriveled up, black, discolored, moldy. So if that's the impact that your own words and intention and the energy that you send towards some object is meaningless as a piece of rice, think about what you're doing to yourself in either extreme if you are waking up grateful for the day and the first thing you're doing is practicing gratitude and then when you're brushing your teeth you're looking at yourself in the mirror saying i fucking love you let's let's do this show me how good today can get right you're probably going to be more aligned with the jar of love if you're waking up and you're like oh snoozed my alarm a hundred fucking times i'm I drank the night before, so I feel like shit. I don't want to get out of bed. I'm already like, I can't believe the next day is here. I hate my life. I hate myself. I am a fat, ugly, disgusting piece of shit. I'm going to be broke forever. Everybody hates me. Literally, you name it. If you're saying that stuff, you're going to be the shriveled up jar that was spoken words of hate to. So what do you want? It's literally as easy as choosing. We know this now. You get to choose your own thoughts. We'll talk about that a lot more today. So why the fuck are you letting some shit run on autopilot? Why are you letting your mind just do whatever it wants? Why are you not taking a step back and considering that what you think about is what you bring about? Literally, you can speak things into existence. You do it every single day. You do it whether it's something you want or you don't want. Whatever you are focusing your energy on, you can almost guarantee that that is flowing directly towards you, good or bad. So everything that you desire is, like capital I-S. It fucking exists. It's already, universe has already heard your request. It's already being sent to you, right? So start intentionally choosing your thoughts and overriding the ones that no longer resonate with the person you're trying to become. And I literally don't care about a single excuse that you have. If you're making excuses right now, like fucking stop. That's part of building up your awareness too. 
you don't, you're not going to be an expert at this overnight, but you need to start building the awareness. So every time you catch yourself saying something negative to yourself or about yourself, or even making yourself the butt of all of the jokes in your friend group, you start by building the awareness. And every single time you catch yourself saying something shitty, you decide to override that thought. And you're like, eh, I'm not really going to accept that thought. That's not me. We know that. We talked about that in an earlier episode. There's no way that you can be your thought and also the observer at the same time. So why the fuck are you letting your thoughts run your life? Stop. Just start faking it. Start flipping those negative thoughts into positive ones. And I don't care if it feels fake. I don't care if you feel like an imposter. That is how you do the work. You start doing it over and over and over and over again. And that starts to rewire your brain. And then one day you realize like, holy shit, I haven't said anything negative to myself in a month. It's been six months. And then one day you'll end up being able to get to the place where I am, where it's like, I don't ever. That's just not something that happens. It's completely non-negotiable in my life. And I've been practicing this for so many years that my default programming in my brain is to focus on the positive and to build myself up constantly and to give myself grace when I'm in a scenario that maybe I could have done better, right? Maybe I fucked something up. Maybe I made a mistake, but like, I don't talk badly to myself. I'm really gentle. If anything, that's when I'm the kindest to myself and I'm treating myself like I am a scared, shameful little child that's afraid of getting scolded and yelled at by her parents. Like I treat myself with kindness and grace always. You need to be doing the same thing. There's absolutely no excuses. I don't care what you've been through. You're literally the only one that can change this for you. Fucking do it. So I have very successfully 180'd my entire life and if you want to go back to the episode one, I talk about it in a lot more detail, but I essentially, like many of you listening, probably I, I, I did everything I was told to do, right? I got good grades. I was a good child. I went to college. I got a good job. I was able to make my way and be independent and support myself, but I ended up so unfulfilled to the point where it was a morning in 2017 where I was like, what the fuck is this all that life has to offer? How am I so miserable when I did everything they fucking told me to do? Oh, like, I swear to God, that was the biggest fucking betrayal of my life. Okay. And that fucks with your head when you're told you're going to be able to like be happy and have it all. And like, this is all you have to do to do it. You do it and you're not there. Like what the fuck on paper, it looks good. But mentally I was a train wreck. I was drinking at least a bottle of wine every day. I was smoking a pack of cigarettes a day. I was popping Xanax on top of that. And I was like, I fucking hated working out. I was like, there's no way I did not work out. I would sit on my couch and drink, smoke, overeat, wake up the next morning, like bloated, puffy, inflamed, feeling like a fat, gross piece of shit. And I just did that every single day over and over and over again because I was so miserable. I had to just get to the end of the day so I could go home and drink and smoke on my couch, right? Like that is all I did. I had no idea who I was, what I valued, what I wanted in life. I was just utterly lost and like just what the fuck about my life at that point. And I was 29 then. 
So through consistent work over years and years, right? I am six years into my healing and growth and spiritual journey. I was able to make the small changes that I am teaching all of you about to start to take back the control of my life because I was completely on autopilot and had no idea what I was doing or how to even start to do this. I started with therapy. I grew into coaching and got a coaching certification myself, continued on with the therapy, started consuming books on self-help and spirituality and growth left and right. I sought out friends or acquaintances or spiritual teachers who could kind of help me along the way energy healers and Reiki practitioners, you name it. But like exploring these little things and finding out what was right for me is what led me to where I am today, where I am actually, shit, a couple of days coming up on six months completely alcohol-free. Don't get me wrong. I smoke mad weed, but like I do not drink anymore because of all of the studies that come out, how fucking terrible it is for you. It literally just holds me back in every area of my life that I'm trying to excel in. So I choose to just be high as fuck and do cool shit instead of being drunk or hungover. Um, <laughs> so I wake up at 4 a.m. every day and go to the gym and I work out and lift and bodybuild. I come home and I do my cardio. I have my protein. I make sure I'm tracking my macros. So everything that I'm putting into my body is with intention and to result in what I'm looking to achieve. I am married to my absolute best friend and the love of my life. I live in Colorado and this amazing place where I get to explore the mountains every single weekend. I have uh, racked up so many travel points on credit cards over the years. I get to basically go on vacation for fucking free whenever I want. Like I'm telling you, my life is immaculate now. So all of this can happen for you too. You just have to decide to start because nothing's going to push you into starting. You just have to decide to start and then show up the next day and the next day and the next day, even when you feel like shit, even when you don't want to, like you just force it. You require this shit to be a part of your day-to-day -day routine. You do not pass this up. Of course, if you do fuck up and you miss a day or two or you fall off the wagon for a while, that's fine. But like generally you need to have the attitude that this is now part of your new identity. This is part of your entire life. This is something that you prioritize over pretty much everything else in your life is yourself, is your mindset, is your total well-being. That's all that fucking matters because then everything else is going to fall into place. We really need to dive into the connection between self-worth and happiness because if you're not happy, it's probable that your self-worth and your sense of self-love is not where it needs to be to result in that true happiness. So what the hell is self-worth? In my opinion, it's this belief that you're worthy and deserving of all of the things you already have and you're grateful for, obviously, as well as everything you don't yet have but desire, okay? You are just as worthy and deserving and grateful for all of the things that you don't have, even as no matter how big and scary they are, as you are the things that you already possess or embody. Um, and if you're like, I don't feel worthy or deserving of anything I have at all, I'm at zero right now, that's okay. But just know, literally 
you being born and you even having the fucking chance to be alive and on this earth right now when we have like such technology and innovation and ease all around us and like there were so many other souls potentially that would have had the opportunity to come here that didn't because it was your opportunity to come here. The fact that you were even born and exist means you're worthy and that you're deserving of all of the things because it's very likely you made some sort of a soul agreement or contract before you came into this earth already so that you knew what you were going to experience and you knew what you were going to learn and grasp in this lifetime and that you were worthy of it all. Okay. So if you can just start to even make that shift and know that you are worthy just for even being alive, you can start to build it from there. Okay. For some reason, most of us come into adulthood with our sense of self-worth, not in very good shape, right? It's pretty beaten up and bruised and battered from all of the years of life. So there's a few things I think lead to this. And so again, if you're somebody that feels like you've got a very low or non-existent sense of self-worth or love, these reasons might give you some sense of peace, right? And a new perspective. But all my opinion, if you don't like it, you don't have to take it. So first thing is the societal norms and the pressure of the status quo. So of course we are mirroring and being impacted by the people, the teachers, the experiences we have growing up, you name it. Like what does society and your culture typically do? What do they mandate? What do they accept? What do they reject? That's going to likely impact your sense of self-worth. There may be parts of you that you start to kind of rein in or hide away from other people because you've been made to feel that they're too much, right? So that's getting kind of into the shadow self. And we'll talk about that at some point in the future. Of course, your upbringing has a huge impact. Who were your parents or guardians? Who are your siblings or teachers or other influential people? Because they all have an impact on you and your confidence and your self-worth. You name it. This is one of my biggest ones, y'all. I motherfucking cannot stand organized religion. I think it's the fucking downfall of everyone and everything. So <laughs> my bet is that religion has played a big role in this. And this is a major reason why I'm completely anti-organized religion and view it the way that I do. So at least like Christian religion that I've been exposed to is pretty rooted in fear mongering and shaming from day one, telling people that they're not good enough, telling people that they need to live their life in fear every fucking day because they're going to be like tortured and sent to this eternal fiery hell. And even if they're completely fucking innocent, no, they're a dirty ass sinner because you're born sinful and you have to fucking fight for like that freedom to like be accepted and get to go to heaven with all of the perfect people like bro shut the mother fuck up i cannot believe that i will freak the fuck out so like now let's play this out a little bit further if all of these people are being fed this information into their brains from day one you're goddamn right they're gonna have a low sense of self-worth they're probably gonna be scared to take big risks and like do cool shit. they're probably not gonna speak up too much they're probably not gonna stand up for themselves they're probably like 
fucking beaten down, like scared versions of themselves because they're so imprisoned and like walking on eggshells, trying not to sin and go to fucking hell that like nothing, nothing is happening. These people are so suppressed because you know what would happen if they weren't told that and they were given words of love, affirmations of light, like going back to the jar example, they would be thriving. These people would be manifesting like crazy and creating and expanding their visions left and right. There would be so much beauty in this world. There would be minimal or zero war. Like all of this is part of the fucking agenda to keep people small and quiet and in control. Therefore, fuck organized religion. <laughs> and I'm so sorry because there's probably so many of you that have had religious trauma being wrought up. I wasn't raised religious, but I definitely was best friends with a chick whose family was very religious. And so I ended up going to church with them all the time. And what the fuck do you know? The youth pastor for like the youth group we went to got arrested for having child porn all over his work computer at the church. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? And that's, that's mild, right? In terms of the horrible things that can happen. So I'm super sorry for anyone that's had to deal with this religious trauma that has had that be the reason that you're having to do so much healing and so much work to be happy in your life now. But it is possible if you just hang in there, okay? So as you can imagine, low self-worth is one of the biggest things that can hold you back and limit your potential. The more that we can build up your self-worth, your sense of your self-love, the more you're going to be more courageous in your day-to-day. -day. You're going to be willing to show up as your best self, make bold decisions, or take bigger risks than you ever would have taken because you know you've got your fucking back and you're worthy and you're deserving. And why not you? That's the question you should be asking instead is why the fuck not you for anything that you desire? So a couple of other things to cover before we wrap things up for today. I wanted to revert back and share with you how, how hard this was for me, right? To give you some perspective. So in terms of my own self-worth and happiness and how that used to be really impacted, right? So one of the first things that I thought through was how <laughs> several years ago I had a deal at work. I'm, I'm in sales, okay, like technology sales. And so it was the end of the quarter and I had two of my bosses or higher ups pressuring me to get this giant contract in and the customer was not ready to sign it. Like it just was the fucking case. And they pressured me so hard and I was like, okay, fine. And then I like went to the client and put this pressure on them. And they were like, uh, if you try to pressure us, we're not ever going to sign this contract. And I ended up being so stressed out. I got physically sick because I did not have that sense of self-worth at that point in time. And I was too afraid to stand up to my bosses to advocate for myself and for my customer. I made excuses for years because I didn't think I was capable of having a fit body. Um, so I always told myself that I was not athletic and that I like just had a big rib cage, you know, I, this is just what it's like just to 
validate that it was okay to keep like living the shitty kind of life I was living. Right. And like continuing to be completely immobile. <laughs> I was afraid to move across the country or leave the vicinity of my hometown because I was afraid to be alone, even though I was already more alone than I had ever fucking been living near everybody that I grew up with. I was even terrified to take client calls. Like, I would be so nervous before launching a Zoom meeting, so fucking nervous that like I was basically borderline having a panic attack every single time or anytime I had to interview, I was so nervous. Same kind of feeling like heart beating in my throat, like I might throw up, I'm stuttering, I am completely disheveled. And it's because like I didn't have the self-love in place. I didn't think I was worthy. I didn't think I was good enough. And now that I'm on the other side of it, I firmly believe that once you find it, it's almost impossible to lose it. Like you're going to have to try really fucking hard to lose it. So that's the good news. And I'm six years into this and it just keeps getting stronger. So all that's to say, like I have struggled with this too. The only way that I got out of this was straight through it, like head on a little bit, chipping away day by day. And like the more that you stay in indecision, the less likely you are to do the thing. And it's because you're listening to your saboteur, your inner critic that we talked about in an earlier episode. It's that chatter in your mind telling you all the reasons why you can't do something, why you're going to fail at it, why it's a bad idea. Um, and telling you all the reasons this is never going to work out for you because you're not worth it or you don't deserve it. So what you've got to start to do is just make the decision and be like, yes, I'm going to fucking do this. Just start, just pick a few things and start to integrate them into your life. Literally catching yourself shit talking to yourself and reframing every negative thing into something positive is something so easy that you can just start doing every single day. So do this. I promise you're going to start to feel better and things are going to start to open up for you. All right. So we've already talked a lot about like, what is self-worth? What have some of my experiences been? Why is this important to have in your bag of tricks along your journey? But we have not talked about how to actually do this and how to actually start to shift, right? Other than building the awareness and flipping your thoughts. This is easier said than done. But all I'm going to say is like, if you want to do this, you better start now. There's literally no way around it. And you're only hurting yourself by not starting. So my personal journey, talked about it in great detail in episode one. We talked about it a little bit earlier in this episode. So we don't need to go into that too much more. What I need to share with you that is fucking terrifying, but also just so like you do not get frustrated towards yourself if something like this happens to you is I thought I was healed at one point and I was not. I ended up in the most toxic relationship of my entire life. I won't go into too much detail because I feel like it's so worthy of its entire episode, but I met this guy. I had already been in therapy for like close to a year and I was feeling so good. I'd made so much progress and he seemed like a nice guy at first, but over time, he started to reveal himself, lots of red flags, lots of like financial instability, emotional instability, a lot of insecurity. Like he was just a fucking small, weak man. And so he tried to make me small and weak. So he felt powerful. And 
I stayed in that relationship and I even moved with this motherfucker from Illinois to Colorado. And the whole time I was like, this is not right. Like everyone in my life fucking hated him. My sister and my best friend. It's like, duh, like a red flag. But you, you know, you got to live it. You got to be stubborn and come to that realization on your own. Um, It was shocking to me. Like when I finally dumped his ass and kicked him out and was like, go back to Illinois, you fucking loser. Hope you're listening. Ha ha, fucking loser. My life is so good now. (laughs) Um, Just the slap in the face it was to think that I was healed and then to be like, holy shit, how did I let myself get into such a toxic scenario when I was quote unquote healed. It's because I was not. All right. So you guys, this shit takes time and do not be hard on yourself. If you backslide, you fall into old patterns. It is really difficult to build those new neural pathways and build those new habits and patterns. And the only way to do it is to literally start once again, just fucking start. Um, I, I finally did find my worth. And that was after removing all of the noise and finally being happy with my life. But it was like overnight that it kicked in. So I dumped my ex in probably January um, one year. And then a couple of months later, I'm like, fine, I'll get on some dating apps and go on some dates. I started meeting very eligible bachelors, but I was like not into any of them. And I was finding something wrong with all of them. And then I was getting so annoyed. I had to text these fucking dudes good night and good morning texts every day. I'm like... I felt like a fucking mother, dude, still, because I was honestly, I was like a mother to my ex in that relationship for over two years. And I was like, bro, I'm sick of babysitting these hand-holding little bitch-ass men. So I'm like, I don't want anything to do with any of them. This is just a burden on my life. Because at that point, once I had kicked my ex out and like opened up my life to myself, I was happy. I was like spending time outdoors. I was hiking with my friends all of the time. I was putting myself first. And I realized I don't want somebody in my life right now because it just kind of feels like they're all taking time from me instead of adding anything to my life. And so that was when I was like, oh my God, this is my sense of self-worth and self-love that I've been waiting to kick in for like five fucking years, finally kicked in overnight. But the only reason it did is because I had been pursuing it for so long. It is one of those delayed gratification things, literally just like working out. And if you give up too soon, you'll never see the results you want. So just keep doing it. Like literally be fucking delusional about it if you have to. That's what I do a lot of the time. Works great. (laughs) So do be prepared though, because when I like thought I was healed, then I wasn't. Like there was a profound darkness that came with understanding I was nowhere near as healed as I thought. And like a little bit of like embarrassment and shame because, you know, I I should have been more healed at that time, which I'm being very sarcastic and air quoting that because that's not true at all now in hindsight. But it is okay, right? Like this journey is going to look different for everybody. And if you have to take two steps back to be able to launch yourself three steps forward, that is okay. Some easy ways that you can increase your mood, your mindset, and your vibration right now, literally spending time in nature, grounding in nature, go put your bare feet in the grass, working out or moving your body. Just even if you just do some like yoga or some like dancing or movement or stretching, do something to move your body and get some energy moving around. 
You can minimize drinking and drug use if that's something that you feel might be blocking you. You can eat nutritiously, which, oh, that's a whole later episode because I've completely changed like how I eat and everything by working with nutritionists and I'm learning how to balance my elemental energy with the foods I eat. So we can talk through that too. But what you're eating might be really fucking you up. So start paying attention to what you're eating and try to eat nutritiously. Daily mirror work and affirmations. We've talked about this before. Get the mirror work book by Louise Hay. Start delusionally telling yourself how much you love yourself and how amazing you are every single day because you're going to start to believe it. Gratitude journal. Literally just start writing down a list of thank you for, fill in the blank. Anything that you already have, fill in the blank with things that you do not yet have but you desire and thank the universe for it as if you already have it. So. Those are just a couple of ideas. There's tons more out there, but find what's going to be right with you and run with it. I find I require this entire list at this point to feel my best, but I've built this up over the years. I did not start with all of this. I started with mere work and gratitude journaling. That is everything that I have for you today, y'all. So thank you for listening in. Make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe. Share this with any of your friends that could benefit from it. And then if you have any questions, suggestions, any super cool stories that you want to share about your own journey and transformation, you can email me at regretproofwithjesse at gmail.com. That is jesse, J-E-S-S-I-E. And next week, We're going to be diving into the basics of gratitude and manifesting. So we're getting there, guys. I hope you've been practicing everything that we've been talking about. We're going to dive into things like what the fuck is manifesting and how does this all work? I'm going to try to make it as simple as possible. We're going to talk about the role that gratitude plays in the grand scheme of things. I'll share my own personal experience with manifesting. And then, of course, as always, we're going to talk through some tips and strategies to get you started so that you can actually begin manifesting now, or at least having more control over what you're manifesting right now. So signing off for now, homies, keep it real, keep going, keep creating. You are in charge and you get to decide what your life looks like. Okay. Bye.